This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1027, where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. My beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book, In the Law of God, distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. So the aim of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, the understanding of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ so that they can be saved from the wrath of God and the eternal burning hell by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most important words ever said in the history of the world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son Jesus Christ that whosoever believeth in him Jesus Christ should not perish that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life in heaven with God. And so, dear friend, if you have not truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in him today and call on his name and ask him to save you. And if he can save me, and he did, he can save you. My beloved, today we are reading Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 about Jesus Christ. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Dear friends, I just read in your hearing Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it, if you will, with the help of the Holy Ghost and uh, the help of Dr. Matthew Henry. Christ's gracious condescensions are so surprising that even the strongest believers at first can hardly believe them. So deep and mysterious that even those who know his mind well 
are apt to start objections against the will of Christ himself. And uh, those who have much of the Spirit of God while here see that they need to apply to Christ for more. Christ does not deny that John had need to be baptized of him, yet declares he will now be baptized of John. Oh, the humility of Christ. And I say advisedly and humbly, uh, the humility of God Almighty. We wouldn't be here if it were not for our humble God who has the power to create us and the power to destroy us. But for the grace of God and but for God so loved the world. Christ is now in a state of humiliation. Our Lord Jesus looked upon it as well becoming him to fulfill all righteousness, to own every divine institution, and to show his readiness to comply with God's righteous precepts, word, and will. In and through Christ, the heavens are open to the children of men. I believe God just showed me something right there. We all have been baffled at the word of God when it says that Jesus Christ learned obedience through suffering. Could it be the same principle there that that's how we learn obedience? And so Jesus Christ himself subjected himself to that to show just like he got baptized, you need to get baptized. Also, because I suffered and, and, and if you will, learned obedience, this is how you're going to suffer and learn obedience as well. Maybe doing it as that first example for us so nobody can ever say anything about, well, uh, Jesus didn't go through this. God, God just showed me something else through the scriptures that has baffled me and others for years. Just like that. just like that. that. That God, that Jesus was fulfilling all righteousness, owning all institutions, and, and saying, I did it. I did it. You can do it. To give you an example of that on a human level, I went to an accredited university where I had to go in the classroom. My daughter Nanny wanted to go in the classroom as well. To she really did. She didn't want to, she didn't want to even go to college online. And then I went online at the same, pardon me, university, pardon me, but the seminary side. 
and quite frankly, I, I, I got a better education uh, online than I did in the classroom. But there's a whole bunch of mess and a whole bunch of stuff that goes on in the classroom that should not be. People talking about, the teacher talking about their weekend, spending half an hour talking about their weekend and what they did and all of that. So to smooth that over and to ease her into online college, I went first. Because I, I, I was getting ready to go back into the classroom in another seminary. See, uh, that's, what I, that's what I came out to Texas to do. And uh, so I got my accredited bachelor's degree and I was ready to go on to get my master's degree at a prestigious seminary. But I sacrificed that and I went to another seminary online. And so that my wife, my, my, not my wife, my daughter can see me do that. And so since I did it, she could do it. So. That's an ex illustration of what I'm talking about, what God just showed me. That Jesus did not have to get baptized. Jesus did not have to uh, suffer to learn obedience. But he fulfilled all righteousness. So nobody can say that uh, Jesus never went through that. Jesus did, not, Jesus did not have to go through temptation in the desert. But he did for our benefit. The oh, oh, the humility, the meekness of Jesus Christ for us. So God just answered that question for me that has baffled me for years through the Holy Scriptures we're reading today. That's the power of reading the Scriptures over and over again and praying along with the Scriptures. This descent of the Spirit upon Christ showed that he was endued with his sacred influences. Go ahead, Dr. Matthew Henry. Without measure. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, by the way, as something I, based upon something I said to you this past week, niceness is not in there. You can try to put it in there if you want to, but niceness is not in there. One of the biggest problems in the church to, today is this thing uh, called niceness. Especially coming from men who are supposed to be in charge. You can be loving, you can be gracious, you can be kind. But that's all in, in, in God's biblical righteousness. Niceness as we know it is letting people just do what they want to do when they're wrong and never saying anything to them. That's, that, that we don't need niceness anymore. And thank God the CEO, President and CEO, our promise keepers learn that. 
See, see, see. So, let me tell you something. God is is loving beyond measure, but He's not nice. <laughs> he's humble. He's loving. He's gracious. He's merciful. But but He's not what you count as niceness. He's not that, and Jesus is not that. Jesus was not nice when He turned the tables over in the temple and just turned the place upside down because people were sinning in the house of God. No wonder so many churches have been destroyed and, and, and closed down because people are living in sin in the house of God. You hear me? God is very loving and very gracious, merciful, but not nice in the sense of what you call niceness, letting you do what you want to do and say what you want to say and act any kind of way you want. Uh-uh. God does not stand for that. I don't know where y'all got that from. We need more men who love their wives but they're not nice in letting her have her way. They love their children but they're not nice. And the last thing you want to be called men is nice. I don't know what what, what you're talking about. Where you got that from? You know, I love you, but you need to do what I tell you. See, that's what that's what that's what it's about. Uh, I love you, and you better do what God has told you. And don't don't ever question my love because I I have the God kind of love, and I'm not. I may not be nice because I'm not going to agree with you with your foolishness and your sin and your evil. If you want to hate me for that, hate me. Hate me, hate me real good because I'm not going to be that. See, my dad was nice. He was loving with the God kind of love. But he was nice in letting his wife run over him, his son disrespect him, his daughters run all over him, and his baby son run all over him. See, that ought not to happen. Because your being nice is hurting me long term. Okay, parents? We need some. We need more uh, parents who are not nice anymore. Uh, you know, not nice like you know, some of the grandparents and parents back in the day, who uh, Mother Timothy will, with a straight face, not angry, will look at you like you're crazy and say, "Go over to those bushes over there. I grew those bushes for you, and I want you to go get me uh, three switches so I can braid it and whip your behind. Move that off of there. Just exit out. Exit out." Is down in the middle section right there. <clears throat> okay. Okay. My mother was loving, but she was she was not nice. Nice. My mother. Nobody can call my mother nice. Nobody. Not not, not any of our children. Growing up, maybe the babies, but not me and my 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 sister under me. We know. Mm-mm. And I doubt if my sister on the me can call her nice today. <clears throat> because I know how that relationship is. My mother was loving, but she was never nice to me. And that's good. That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, away with the niceness, man. Niceness let people get away with evil and wicked and sin and, and causes damage to their own lives. They need somebody in their life who's not nice. Everybody needs somebody like that. 
it was it was not nice for my pastor friend who's 30 years older than me to tell me that okay now preacher you can preach but this little saying that you be trying to do we uh, don't do that anymore you know why he told me that because he loves me and obviously I was embarrassing myself but he was not nice to say that he said a straight face he was not playing <laughs> that's that that's loving but not nice see and and this country is messed up with this bogus niceness we need people to tell us the truth because they love us and not because of niceness and and uh, and away with the niceness in other words at Christ's baptism there was a manifestation of the three persons in the sacred trinity the father confirming the son to be mediator the son solemnly entering upon the work the holy spirit descending on him to be through his mediation communicated to his people in him our spiritual sacrifices are acceptable for he is the altar that sanctifies every gift first peter chapter 2 verse 5 out of christ god is a consuming fire but in christ a reconciled father this is the sum of the gospel which we must by faith cheerfully embrace glory be to god ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the scripture and the sense podcast please remember to read the word of god the holy bible each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to god about everything and for wisdom to understand his word and apply it to your life most importantly believe on the lord jesus christ and thou you shalt be saved Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death. To these beautiful bodies, death to so many things before you die, death to marriages, death to relationships, uh, 
death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically. Your body will be put in a cold dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already 
broken out of your Ten Commandments, and so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and, uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back. And I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us, and we will continue to pray for you. God bless you until next time. <laughs>